in the online world, now that the pandemic has pushed us for everybody to go digital first, mm-hmm. there's never been a better time to just go online and be exactly who you want to be in the professional realm. Have you ever wondered what the top insurance agents are doing to grow their book of business exponentially each and every month? I've personally grown my own agency to multiple locations and dozens of agents over the past 20 years, learning from the industry's leading experts and applying what they've taught me to my own agency. And now I've invited these same experts to share their industry leading secrets with you. My name is Jim Schubert and welcome to Agents Growth Academy. Welcome to Agents Growth Academy. I hope you're ready to grow big or go home. I am your headmaster, Jim Schubert. I am super excited today to bring a guest on who's going to talk about what commercial lines agents are missing on LinkedIn. I'll introduce him in just a second. But first, I'm wondering if you're having trouble getting your foot in the door when it comes to prospects. Uh, I think my guest is going to talk a little bit about that today and ways that you can do that. But one of the ways that I found that insurance agents are starting to do more and more is finding ways to add value first before you give anything or before you ask for anything in return. So if you go to agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash value, I've actually put together a list of some of the ways that some of my past guests are actually doing that, putting that into practice. It's called Five Ways to Provide Value Before Asking for Anything. So if you just go to agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash value, you could download that sucker for yourself right now. Folks, I am unbelievably excited to welcome my guest today, Hayato Nakamura. And he is a LinkedIn ninja. I think that's what I'm going to label him as, a LinkedIn ninja. Okay, And he's going to talk to us about what commercial agents are missing when it comes to LinkedIn. Hayato, did I, I didn't even ask you about pronouncing your name. Did I do that correctly? That's exactly it. Oh, Hayato Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if we flopped on that one. No, I know. Good. Seriously, man. Seriously. I appreciate you spending, uh, I guess, what is currently uh, the, the tail end of your morning out in California with me. Uh, I love that we're able to do this like cross country all over the world now, uh, interviewing people no matter where we are. This is so cool, right? No, it, it's it's an amazing time. And, and and the technology existed prior to the pandemic, but without it, we may have all still kind of used it as a secondary thing. And now it's now the primary means. So I mean, it, I is, cool. the, it is a way of life for sure yeah. for now. So tell me uh, in like two minutes, give me your story of how in the heck did you get here today? Yeah. So uh, as the name would suggest, uh, I'm a Japanese guy and uh, there are... Uh, prime ministers and celebrities and scandals and pro ball players that are named Hayato Nakamura. But somehow, guys, somehow, <laughs> when you search Hayato Nakamura on Google, it's usually this guy that shows up as the first result. And it's usually his LinkedIn profile, right? Uh, so, so that's where the story can end up. Uh, from Japan, spent some time in the US, uh, grew up uh, in Papua New Guinea, uh, and then later on returned to Japan for college and then decided to come to the US for some more school met an American woman to get married to, and then now I can't leave, right? And so (laughs) sarcasm aside, um, I got into the insurance industry just looking for a job, quite quite frankly, like many people, I think, right? I was in Chicago at the time, and Aon was one of the tall buildings there, and I looked up and I said, hey, you know, I should probably start making a living. So I looked up, 
and saw this company, three letters, and I thought, I'll apply. And they <laughs> uh, they let me in, right? <laughs> they let me in. Um, I, I had more to benefit uh, uh, than they did. But anyways, that's how I uh, uh, got moved into Los Angeles, did a, a Aon for a little bit, and then Marsh later on for a little bit, um, started in production, and then moved on into uh, account executive work. And all I've seen is the uh, commercial PNC side of things. So yeah, can't say I'm stabbing on the group benefit side, but nonetheless, been living insurance as an adult. And that's all I've seen. A little bit later, I uh, stepped out to do my own thing. And now I coach people around LinkedIn and help teams just trying to do better prospecting through LinkedIn. And that's the world that I live today. But that's how we that's how we arrive at today. Awesome. So what was that pivotal moment for you or like an epiphany moment where you realized, okay, LinkedIn is a thing that everybody should be using and figuring out how to use better? Yeah, the pivotal moment was when I realized that though many of us have been on LinkedIn for a long time, LinkedIn has actually been around since 2002. It's one of the oldest social media platforms, um, but not the sexiest one, fortunately or unfortunately, right? And um, despite being around for so long, so many of us continue to think of it as just another job hunting or like a resume platform, right? You know, uh, Hayato was born in the jungles of wherever, and then he took up horseback. Like, who cares about your background? Like, like <laughs> everybody comes on to the scene on LinkedIn asking the question, what can you do for me? Right. What can you do for me? And it's the same for the recruiters too, right? They want to know how you can help them fill their next job rec. So with that said, we all come in with a resume type of mindset on LinkedIn, but the pivotal moment was this, when I realized that you can actually go and search the history of your prospects, of where they've been, who they've been engaging with, who the stuff they liked, who they tend to interact with, all that stuff before you make your first touch with them. It's kind of like walking into that networking meeting on the third Friday at a Denny's in your local neighborhood and knowing <laughs> exactly who everybody has already been interacting with prior to them meeting you which is, I think, incredible, right? So, yeah. so I'm not exactly sure what circumstance led me to that realization, but that has been the real pivotal moment for me to realize, yeah, this thing's, this thing's on fire. Yeah. So what are you doing with that now? Because you, you were deeply entrenched in the insurance world and something mm-hmm. drew you into the right. LinkedIn world. So tell, mm-hmm. tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a mixture of me just wanting to get into some kind of digital marketing um, as a career choice. And uh, not being sure where exactly to go, I thought, well, LinkedIn is kind of the place where maybe my corporate professional side can meet my interest in uh, uh, digital marketing. And in in that, I was looking around the office, even at Aon or even at Marshall a little bit later, thinking, "Mm, you know, everyone's got that Salesforce entry. Mm, Everyone's got that corporate email that they blast out to their... uh, um, their uh, prospects, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this is the update from, you know, and, and fill in the name of your agency or broker. And then you pick up the phone once in a while. And then maybe you'll have a corporate event that happens once a quarter and you invite them, but then the date doesn't match it, So then you don't get to see them, right? Yeah. Everyone's banking on so few a touch point mm-hmm. when in the end, when the risk manager or even the CEO, if it's a smaller business says, you know what, we're going to change brokers or we're going to shop our market this year. Who are they going to call, right? It's yeah. the last person who built the most amount of trust with them, yeah. right? The last yeah. person that they saw. And so the more frequently you can see them where you can be seen by them is the name of the game. And that's where I saw, oh, you know what? Everybody's on LinkedIn all the time already anyway. No yeah. one posts. No one's doing anything active, but they're there. And yeah. the few people that actually show up 
are the people that regardless of whether you need to intentionally call or not, you're the last person they saw and you might as well get that invitation to the RFP. You might as well get that call about whether you can shop for that line for cheaper, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the story. So what does this mean for commercial insurance agents then? What are they missing? Yeah, the big thing that commercial insurance agents today are missing is that ability to build rapport with someone who may not be shopping their business for another little while. Right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that want to spam you in your inbox and LinkedIn because maybe their sales cycle is shorter, right? Yeah. They can catch a gym on a Tuesday. Maybe they can sell you something on next Wednesday, right? Maybe. Yeah. But in our world of commercial PNC, you got the X date or the renewal date, whatever term you want to choose. It might be another 11 and a half months if you met them at the wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if, if their next renewal is 11 months out, then maybe you have another nine months that you don't get to do anything with that person. Right. Yeah. Not because we don't like you. It's just the nature of the business. So then what sure. are you going to do in the interim? Should we wait for the quarterly events to show up and maybe you get to see them once or twice? Maybe you can call them out to coffee, but then maybe their kid got COVID positive. So they're not able to come out even though they're COVID negative. Right. Uh, right? What are you going to do? Right. And you need more frequent touch points. The biggest thing I think commercial PNC uh, agents that they are missing is just the ability to find these decision makers on LinkedIn, and then research everything that you need to know about their online existence through LinkedIn, and then reach out in a way that is truly valuable to them instead of just spamming them. Your clients deserve an easier way to pay their insurance premium. ePay Policy is the simplest solution for insurance agents to collect credit card and ACH payments, speed up reconciliation, bind policies faster, and provide an experience customers love with powerful tools that make insurance payments a breeze. With customizable payment pages, a company dashboard, and integration with your AMS or CRM, you'll be in payments heaven. Get paid faster. Visit ePayPolicy.com to learn more. And therein lies the challenge, right? The the value versus spamming. And I have to tell you, like I constantly get barraged. I'm sure you do too with people who, you know, are just spamming you saying like they, they connect with you and then they've got a bot that immediately sends out a message that says, you know, don't you want to buy my thing? Don't you want to do this? Like, it's like come At on. At 9.57 PM, yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just not real. No. No, it's not. It's not. Well, maybe it is for some, right? But yeah, for most, yeah. it won't be. Yeah, and and so I, I think that touches on a good point. That um, that point um, has has two sides to it. One is the one that you verbally mentioned right now, which is they're trying to sell you something, mm-hmm. right? E- even if it be something that sounds so mild as, hey. Let's get on a call. Maybe I can teach you something. Or, you know, that's still within the sales cycle. Of yes, things. So we, yes. we deem it to be sales, right? But the yeah. other unspoken side is just the lack of authenticity that we seem to get from that, right? Yeah. No matter how curated the message, no matter how reasonable the hour of day that that, that might be sent to me, I still feel it's a little bit inauthentic. I, I feel like maybe I'm a number in their sales pipeline. Yeah. And it's fine that I am, if you can truly help me. But I think, I don't know if people are just more sensitive today, or maybe it's a more emotionally charged culture that we live into. I don't know what it is, but authenticity goes a long ways in getting a good response. And a lot of people, I think, are missing that today. 
So what are some ways that insurance agents can be authentic and, and stand out and cut through the noise of all of those people who are just like, I love that you use the example of like, Hey, let's jump on a call. Cause I know what that is. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, or, or I'm really curious to learn about what's going on at Southern States insurance. Really? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um one of the things that um, a lot of insurance agents today uh whether they're on linkedin or not tend to not know is this uh number called the social selling index where you can simply go onto google and 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 you can if you're hearing the the podcast here you can do this right away you type in social space selling space index mm -hmm. and it's going to give you a result in Google, which is usually going to be the uh, first line at the very top. Okay, so go ahead and punch that in if you're listening to this right now, and you'll get something that's uh, uh, from business.linkedin.com. Okay, it's a LinkedIn website, it's a LinkedIn portal, and you're going to click into that, and it's going to open up a little screen, and on that screen, it'll say something to the extent of "get your score for free" or "click here for your score" or something. And just all you need to know is that it's free. So go ahead and click on that number. As yeah. long as your browser is logged into LinkedIn recently, that then will automatically take you to a score that LinkedIn then behind the scenes is actually, um, I don't know if curating is the, is, is the right word, but calibrating for you. Yeah. And so let's say that, you know, I go in and Hayato is someone who uh, um, is posting a lot, connecting with people a lot, but not engaging with people a lot, meaning like, in an authentic way, I'm like liking or commenting on their stuff. You okay. will see the metric because LinkedIn sees everything that you do, right? Yeah. And LinkedIn essentially therein, it's going to be four different bars, is going to show you all the things that it's measuring your activity on. And so then you can clearly see oftentimes commercial agents will be very low on the bar that says you're engaging with your audience meaning they're sending stuff. They want people to come and see your posts, but you yourself are not going out to engage with their audience, uh, with their, with their posts, yeah. uh, because we're all just a little bit selfish and you know what? Hey, we got to feed our kids. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. But um, it, it's one of the first things that agents can be doing to really increase their visibility not just because you go and engage, but behind the scenes, LinkedIn is going to then be seeing that, oh, I see Jim doesn't just post. He actually comments on other people's stuff. Even if that person may not be an immediate prospect, he's there consuming their content. Thank you for being a good, uh, uh, how would you say, facilitator of this LinkedIn economy, Jim. I appreciate you. And, <laughs> and LinkedIn gives you a few more points behind the back. And the higher your scores, most likely the better your LinkedIn visibility will be. The okay. more people can find you. Uh, the more posts uh, uh, we'll be able to reach more people and visibility and views. Now, LinkedIn okay. doesn't totally give away the entirety of its recipe because that's sure. fair. You know, it's like Coca-Cola, right? Everyone's got yeah, that yeah. recipe. But um, it, it is something that is is tangible for people to be able to see. And that's one of the first things that we would show them to say, hey, this this is where you can start making some improvements. That's really interesting. And, you know, I I think myself, like I'm okay at engaging but I know that I could be better because I do. I feel like I go through waves where I'm posting a bunch of things, uh, and I might be, you know, throwing a, a like or a heart or whatever. But I might not be commenting. Um, that right. was one thing that attracted me to uh, even reaching out to you. Really, it was responding to you because you came into my ecosystem, my world, 
And right. genuinely, and I don't even remember what it was right now. I should have looked this up before the show, but you in such a genuine way were just mm -hmm. like commenting on a post that I made and asking me further questions. And it wasn't in a sleazy way. And I right. think that's what's really probably the challenge for most that are really interested in this is how do I do it in an authentic mm. way? And what would mm. you say to, to folks who are trying to figure out how to do that? Man, that, that's a hard one. But I think in the end, we as commercial agents or brokers would never get their business if we can't sit down and have things in common to be friends that can trust each other. Yeah. Right? Uh, we, we, we all know that term that uh, this is a heavily relationship driven business. Right. Yes. And so if we're all going to end up there, there are probably certain things that I resonate with well. I don't know if they're going to resonate with well. But I can still maybe put out the bait to see if they would resonate with that, right? Yeah. And, and so then even if I didn't know that they had a family, but I might guess that they had a family, I might respond to something in a way to say, my family and I have been doing this and blah, blah, blah. And that's the kind of thing that it makes me think of when I saw your post or when I saw your whatever, right? Okay. And so in that way, I'm at least coming in the most authentic manner that I can. And if yeah. they bite the beer, then great. If they don't, then, hey, we're out of luck. But you know what? We probably wouldn't have done business anyway. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and so this is where I think we as people in sales, whether it be producers or whatever, whatever you might call yourself, are so busy to try and, how would you say, like build rapport? Yeah. But LinkedIn is a fun place where if you just show up and be exactly who you're willing to be and you just do that in volume the right people end up catching the bait for who you are and they want to do business with people who are like them or resonate with the certain things as well. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. I'm nodding my head vigorously for those who can't see on the podcast, but I think that's actually why I love LinkedIn so much because mm -hmm. it is a place where when I have been my most genuine and just been myself and, you know, I, be silly in a post or be vulnerable in a post or, or, or with, with engaging with people. Um, I feel the most satisfaction and yeah. I guess in a way it makes sense because in the real world, air quotes, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. off of social media, that's how we interact with other humans anyway. Right. 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 We, we, you know, have you seen, have you seen, there's a hilarious kids movie. Have you seen Ron's gone wrong? No. Oh my gosh. Right I've got to make a post about this. It's about okay. this, this kid, yeah, Ron, R-O-N, Ron's gone wrong. And okay. basically the, the story is that this kid gets uh, like a robot that a company that's supposed to kind of be like a combination of Google, Apple, and everything else okay. is like, okay. he gets this little robot and it's sort of broken. Okay. But the robot ends up teaching the kid more about how to interact on a human level than any social media or robot or anything could. But there's this one scene where the robot is going around. I forgot the kid's name for the movie, but he's like, you know, like him, like him. And he's like, you know, friend request. And he puts like stickers on everybody. Friend request, friend request. And it's like, that's not how the real world works. Right? Oh, I see. I see. You wouldn't see. find yourself at a cocktail party. Like I wouldn't walk across the room to you and go, Hayato, friend request. I, I don't right. know you, but I see your name tag. Friend request. Right. right? right. It's not right. how it right. works. No, yeah, exactly. And, and LinkedIn knows that. 
And yeah. uh, um, LinkedIn, I think, in a, in a social media realm, sure, some people say they're they're competing with Instagram and Facebook and maybe TikTok, you know, because they're another social media platform. But um, uh, my personal opinion, and you know, I'm, I'm sure many will challenge me on this, but my personal opinion is that they're actually competing more so against Bloomberg and CNBC hmm. than say Facebook and Instagram. Okay, because if if LinkedIn and I, and I say this because LinkedIn continues to push good business value content because they can read everything and see everything. And so they decide what gets visibility or not. Right. And so, yeah, so yeah. the ones that continue to flood our feeds are good business value, but also good personal vulnerability content. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and so this may be, hey, I won this trip to Maui. Look at this amazing backdrop, right? <laughs> or, or, hey, my kids have been sick lately. You know, those kinds of things get a ton of visibility today. And if LinkedIn didn't want the world to see that because they wanted to stay really tight in business, they wouldn't let the world see that. But they're letting it get a lot of visibility today. And I think it's because Bloomberg, CNB, CNBC and places can do all the business content and have yeah. the, the – um, you know, the, the uh, anchors bring on somebody for three and a half minutes on some, you know, some short thing before like yeah. another market trajectory, yeah. breaking yeah. news, you know, it's so busy, but they can do all that stuff, but they can't do the personal stuff. Yeah. And LinkedIn can't. If you take over the personal stuff and be able to give them the business, then they don't ever have to go to these busy, whatever ticker symbol, CNBC stuff. Yeah. You know, the financial advisor can get everything he wants to for his audience on LinkedIn and whatever your vertical LinkedIn is able to curate exactly what business and personal stuff you need for the day. And if that habit then becomes, forget turning on cable, let's go on to LinkedIn, man, they own you for the rest of your career. Yeah. God, that makes so much sense. And you know, you joke about the Maui picture. We were talking off air about the picture that I posted from Maui when my wife and I just got back. Thank you, auto owners, by the way, for uh, (laughs) sending us on a beautiful trip. (laughs) But um, yeah, that picture alone has been the most v- views that I've gotten because like, I, it, it, when you post things, you can see how many views it has and also the most engagement, which yeah. is crazy to think yeah. that it had nothing to do with business other than the fact that auto owners, another company took us mm-hmm. there. But, and I said, thank you auto owners in the post, but that was it. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so there, there's something in there where the algorithm is clearly seeking more faces, more authenticity, more humanizing a business, right? Yeah. Um, and, and Jim, you mentioned something a second ago about the uh, just being able to get more visibility on that simple post, even though you didn't comment anything. Do you track your uh, uh, metrics at all on what you post on LinkedIn? Well, in, in what way? What do you mean? In like, what way? Where, so where would I track so, it? Yeah. So um, there are a few softwares out there, um, but for anyone who wants to go a little bit deeper on LinkedIn, uh, one that we always recommend with our clients is called Shield, Shield App. Okay. And uh, the domain is Shield App, A-P-P, shieldapp.ai, I believe. Uh, I think they're a uh, software company out of uh, Denmark, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um, but uh, there are a lot of softwares in the world of LinkedIn today that actually are not kosher uh, uh, with the LinkedIn terms of service, uh, you know, certain things that help you spam the world. Shield is okay. not one of them. And Got Shield it. actually plugs in properly on the back end with the API of LinkedIn. And the moment you sign up, and I believe if you do your own uh, individual account, it's as cheap as uh, $15 a month or maybe 10 oh, bucks okay. a month. 
Yeah. And um, you plug in, and because they connect with the API, you will then be able to harvest uh, in an instant the past six months of your posts, visibility, what it showed, what kind of post was it, and even who saw the post. You can you can see the breakout of the um, of who it's reaching, right? Um, not by name, but you know by category and titles yeah, and yeah. stuff like. That. Yeah. And um, in that moment, then you start to see the recipe of what kind of posts coming out of Jim's LinkedIn account does the best. And you then start to be able to build your own recipe that uh, that works the best for you going forward so that you're not just kind of shooting in the dark. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you for insurance agents who are out there thinking, okay, I'd like to make a go of this. I'd like to do something with this. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I know with what I'm doing, obviously I have a podcast and, and things like that, um, that really lend itself well to that. But again, I'm not out there soliciting for writing insurance. Cause like, like I told you, I haven't written a policy in like eight <laughs> years, right? I'm managing a pretty large agency, but for those who are agents, is there like a content strategy mm-hmm. that you know, is that something you recommend that they do? Cause that, that's kind of what you're saying is like, once you figure out what's been working well and mm-hmm. what to do more of, uh, is yeah. it like, what, what would you recommend to folks yeah. around building out a content strategy? Yeah. The content strategy is going to be so unique to that, not only agency, but that producer. Yeah. Um, and so it, let's talk about more about the steps to take to think about that rather than what exactly the strategy sure. would be, right? Yeah, so the steps to think about it is let's say that for some person, they are going after, mm, say, like light industrial or like okay. manufacturing clients in a yeah. certain region of, you know, let's say you're like in Cincinnati or something. Yeah. And then, and then the game here then becomes like anything in production, we need to be in the eyes of the person that is going to want to do business with you. So if the person that you're trying to do business with is, say, a CFO at a light industrial plant in the outskirts of Cincinnati, then you're going to find those people. And what you want to do is go into that person's LinkedIn profile. And this is good for everybody listening. If you just want to like write out the steps here, you're going to go into that ideal client's LinkedIn profile and then scroll down to about the middle of the section where it says all activity. Mm -hmm. And then it'll show and then you'll and then. At the bottom of that little card, it'll say, you know, show all activity. And so click on that. And then suddenly the entirety of your LinkedIn screen becomes everything that person has done. The post that they recently liked, the post that they recently commented on, they themselves, what they posted, blah, 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 blah. And you see the whole Mm. history. And therein lies the recipe that you need to follow because that's the type of thing that that person likes to consume. Right. And so then if you do it for, say, 50 people, you'll get the cadence. That yeah. they like to see pretty pictures as opposed to no pictures. You right. tend to see that maybe they like good value text posts or not. Maybe they like to see a bunch of good quotes instead of seeing long posts. Maybe they only interact with videos and they don't pay any attention to the text ones. Who knows? But you will find out as you go. So once so you're like, diligent on that, then yeah. you'll know what you should be doing. This is reverse engineering it. I mean, it makes sense. It's like any other... Uh, way of approaching, you know, sales, like find out right. where, where is your audience? What are they like? What are they doing? Yeah. That makes right. a lot of sense. Absolutely. And I'm sure everybody listening to this thing, if they're on LinkedIn at all, they're continually getting spammed in their inbox saying, Hey, we'll get you five appointments on this. Or like, Hey, our software can automate all your out- outreach or Hey, video is huge on LinkedIn. We can make all the videos for you, but none of that will actually work for you. 
if you're not doing what we just mentioned right now, because how are they supposed to know what the yeah. CFO of an industrial plant in the outskirts of Cincinnati is supposed to want <laughs> to consider? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's brilliant. I love it. Well, how much time do you think an agent needs to spend doing this a week? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people yep. are listening to this going, I have to, sounds awesome, man, but like, really, I'm going to have to hire somebody full time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, really good comment. So part of it has to be like we just mentioned research, Mm -hmm. right? And in the midst of that research, you can still comment. So it's still outreach as well, right? Mm -hmm. You can see something they commented on, and then you can maybe reply to one of their comments and suddenly get into their uh, sphere of things, right? Mm -hmm. And and by the way, in, in case anybody's confused here while you're listening to this, what is the point of commenting? It's not so much that you would say something valuable, though you should right? The real game here is for you to do it often and nonchalantly enough that your name continues to show up in their smartphone notification. Because most people in the world don't have the diligence to put down their smartphone and their LinkedIn app, if they have it on their phone, will most likely show your name. Oh, Hayato. Oh, Jim here again, right? And and so that's the value of commenting. But by the way, um, coming back to the question, how much time should you spend in a week? I believe that you can start on 15 minutes a day. Okay. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Wow. But the game here is, are you doing the right things? Yeah. Right. You can get really busy and consuming things and reading things and doing all this stuff. Whereas if you do it in the right way, and th- this is something we do with our clients all the time too, where people would say, thanks for the training. I get that. But where do we start? What's the recipe for the week? And we start them on something that's no more than 15 to 20 minutes a week. And I say 15, 20, because just batching it all out. Some days are 15. I put some other days as 20, but yeah. 15, 20 days, uh, 20 minutes a day. And part of those days would be engaged. You go out and research while you're commenting on your ideal client's uh, uh, LinkedIn activity. On some yeah. days, I might allocate the entirety of the 15 to say like writing a simple post and starting on posting once a week, right? But 15, 20 minutes a day really can be enough for you to start to move the needle on this. That makes a lot of sense. And that's very easily digestible and I think actionable for most people. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I think we got to get into the uh, the rapid fire round. I think we got a lot of good content already for the um, for the audience. And, and I want to see cool. kind of what comes out of this. Um, yeah. and, and, and certainly if there's anything, you know, big that you want to tackle too, let's, let's keep going. But um one piece of technology or software that you can't live without. And you've given us a couple of already. So, Right, right. The one that I actually had on the list was the Shield one that I totally, okay. I, I brought up too soon. But no, that's fine. Um, a lot of people have been, um, the more we, obviously, you know, we need to sell our services too. So we have to prospect with insurance agencies and a variety of people say, hey, can we help you around your LinkedIn? And the question always is, well, what am I going to get in the end? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I tell them, I understand that's a really valuable question, but we need to talk about where you are here today before we can talk about what we're going to go do with you and for you, right? And finding the baseline is a really big thing. And so I encourage everybody listening, if you're unsure, at least take Shield up. I'm not affiliated in any way. I should be. (laughs) (laughs) You really should be, right? I'll get paid for this. And use his promo code. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just enter Hayato at checkout. No, that doesn't exist. (laughs) But I've spoken to them multiple times, you know, directly. Um, We have have a good channel communication. I trust these people. And um, just even on that um, 10-day free trial, get your team members, get your producers on there, 
to see what's actually been going on. Because a lot of uh, agency owners would say, well, we're, you, we're doing something on our LinkedIn agency's corporate profile, but we're not using our producers' individuals' profiles. And yeah. once you can put that into Shield and actually get the metrics, now you suddenly see, hey, instead of busting your rear on that corporate profile, if yeah. we can aggregate all five producers and the visibility that they're bringing into the agency, suddenly you see, hey, this is just the amplifier. Every yeah. producer carries your brand all day. We have their accounts to utilize as well. And anyhow, Shield will clarify the baseline for you for which you can improve. That makes a lot of sense what you're talking about, amplifying it with your other staff. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, what's one book that you're reading now or that you've read uh, in the past that you just want to share with people? Yeah, this is this is going to be a really basic one. Um, really, really basic. I, I live somewhat close to... Um, um, no, we won't go that route. No, really basic uh, uh, book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad for me. Oh, Rich Dad. yes, dude. I just gave that to my son, my 16-year-old, because he asked... He came to me and he was like... I mean, literally a week ago, he came to me yeah. and said... Dad, I, I my eyes are open to like all the ways you can make money. I'm like, oh, son, there's a guy oh. that you need to read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And the reason I, br- I bring this up, um, and, and similar to you, I keep buying it for everybody. My my link, my Amazon list, whenever yeah. I buy something for somebody, it's usually that book. But yeah. the reason I bring this up is because the story in Rich Dad, Poor Dad is really around building cash flow, building, building equity that will produce cash flow. Right. Yeah. And the point of that is that while you're sleeping, something will make you money. Right. And I, I think that's a really good idea for everybody just from a business standpoint. But even weaving that into my world today, which is LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the relational equity that you can build with the world that continues to feed your name and brand out there mm-hmm. and will continue to bring traffic back to you even while you sleep. Right. Yeah. There are many a days in a week where I don't know anybody. But then they commented on something that I had put out and they're like, they slide into the DM, if you will, we want to call it that, right? And we yeah, have a message yeah. going and they're like, hey, we should talk business. I'm curious what you're doing. How I'm curious how you can help us. Yeah. And that is essentially building relational equity in the world in good, good old business cash flow fashion, traffic cash flow, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the book that I had in mind. That is awesome. Uh, and it, not a basic book, by the way. It's a very powerful <laughs> book. I read it very early on in my career and I still, I still apply things to that, uh, that I read in that every day, including the concept of saving, investing, tithing, like, man, that alone has probably made me and helped me save more money than anything else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it's great. It's great. Um, you have a story about a time when you helped somebody solve a problem. Help somebody solve a problem. I was not as well prepared on this one, um, but uh, I'm going to shoot from the hip today on this. Yeah, go for it. Even this morning, uh, we had a conversation with a uh, with a video editing company, right? Uh, as, as we work with insurance agencies and other companies in the LinkedIn realm, we can train them on strategy. We can train their team on how to use LinkedIn. But then at the end of the day, they're like, hey, you know what? I don't know how to do video. It's not a requirement, but it's a good one to have, right? It's sure. the easiest one for your producers to just kind of blast out there yeah. uh, with your with your agency kind of brand uh, mm-hmm. uh, built in. Right? And um, this company, this this uh, um, 
a video editing company, we'll call them that, video editing company, was not strong in the world of LinkedIn to realize that they could actually get data. I, 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 again, I'm going to sound like the shield app, you know, salesman guy. Like, this is a big thing, right? The more we talk, your starting point of where you are today is not clear. And they would say, yeah, you know, I ought to, we're interested in partnering with you guys because LinkedIn is a really big focus for us and this and this and that. But then I'm asking them like, great. Like, are you able to show the successes of how far your video have gotten? Um, it's not entirely within your control, but we need to be able to show that. Right. Yeah. And they're like, no, I don't, I don't really know. And so then the game was, well, then go on Shield today. <laughs> go on Shield today and get the metrics. And um, there's there's nothing better than being able to just give free good advice that's going to help them so much more, right? And that's then going to then be able to aggregate the data that then hopefully they'll be able to show us the data that makes them a meaningful partner so that we can then integrate them into that's the awesome. way we help agencies but yeah, yeah it's that's I, awesome. I obviously you can tell i live in the linkedin world that's all i got to talk about i'm sorry I, i'm starting <laughs> to think that you work for tony stark you keep mentioning shield yeah. over and over and over so I don't, yeah. i'm not really sure what's going on here um, no that's awesome um so i have a question that i didn't prepare or that you yeah. might not have known about if you had the choice between mm. eating hot soup and mm -hmm. gourmet hot chocolate and marshmallows, what would you choose? I'm a hot soup guy. What kind of soup? Mm, I prefer the Southeast Asian type that has lemongrass in it. Too specific? That's that's <laughs> pretty specific. What if it weren't that kind? <laughs> <laughs> what if it weren't that kind? Uh, I would take a Japanese miso soup all day and every day, every meal, if I could. I would, I would too, quite honestly. <laughs> what a random well, question, but I appreciate it. Yes, yes. Well, I'm not sure that the company that we would be sending you soup from has those two, but I'm happy to give you a list. One thing we love to do is send our guests a gift from Spoonful of Comfort, which is a fantastic company that we have shared with our past guests as well as our employees, and they have absolutely loved the soup. So- I'll email you off mic and we can, we can come to an agreement on what kind of uh, non-Asian soup that we could, <laughs> we could send you. And maybe okay. we're going to have to talk to Spoonful of Comfort about why do they not have miso soup? Because I, yeah, I would eat that all day, every day too. I bet the margins are very good on miso soup. It costs barely nothing to make it. So Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, Hayato, what is one final piece of advice that you could give to our listeners? Final piece of advice. In the online world, now that the pandemic has pushed us for everybody to go digital first, mm -hmm. there's never been a better time to just go online and be exactly who you want to be in the professional realm, especially if you're in the commercial space, especially uh, if you're in the producer space mm -hmm. where your brand and quality of individual matters. Um, sure, some flashy characters are going to, you know, maybe, you know, catch the wind a little bit earlier and easier. That's fine. Um, yeah. But in the end, I think there's plenty of business out there for us to be exactly who we want to be. And as long as you're authentic about it, then, hey, it's, uh, it's a good time to be in business. So just keep putting yourself out there. I love it, man. I can't wait to share this with my own producers. Honestly, this episode alone is worth its weight in gold. So 
Thank you. What, where can people get more Hayato in their lives? Yeah, uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, put in Hayato Nakamura. Uh, if you put it into Google, I'm usually the first Hayato Nakamura that shows up and it's going to be my LinkedIn profile. So that'll probably be it. it. It's not the easiest the names to spell, but H-A-Y-A-T-O, um, give it a shot. So Awesome. Awesome. Hayato, so grateful to have you on today. Thank you very much. Stick around for one second uh, for me afterwards. But folks, until next time, grow big or go home. If you like this or any other episodes of Agents Growth Academy podcast, make sure you rate it. And if you want to take ownership over your own growth, come join us for free over at agentsgrowthacademy.com.